Good morning for Wednesday, August 23, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. GOP blacks waver in views on Trump. Trump's feuding with McConnell becomes hostile. And Trump leans on India to tilt Afghan war. In today's national headlines, Lee descendants grapple with rebels' legacy. Navy to relieve commander over ship collisions, and DNA evidence leads to stay of execution in Missouri. In today's business headlines, Apple scales back plans for self-driving car. Walmart and Google eye Amazon and link up. New Balance wins $1.5 million in China trademark case, and the Dow was up 196 points yesterday. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of guest New York Times columnist Anna Sauerbray. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled GOP Black's Waver in Views on Trump, reported by Yamichiel Cinder. Gregory Cheadle, the man who Donald Trump famously called My African American at a California campaign rally, watched this month as now President Trump praised the good people on both sides of the deadly melee in Charlottesville, Virginia. His backing for the president is on life support, he said. Sir Michael Singleton's support has flatlined. Singleton was fired as a senior advisor for the Department of Housing and Urban Development in February after previous writings critical of Trump came to light, yet he remained supportive. No more. As the president headed to Phoenix on Tuesday to preach national unity at a campaign-style rally, even ardent supporters in the African-American community said the ties that once connected them to Trump had frayed badly. It's difficult to continue to have hope for President Trump, Singleton said. It's difficult to focus on complex policy issues when you have a country that is falling apart. It's difficult to focus on health care. It's difficult to focus on the economy. It's difficult to focus on infrastructure when you have people who dislike other people because of their ethnicity. About a dozen interviews with black conservatives like Singleton revealed the tough question they're wrestling with. How can blacks, who have defended the Republican Party against accusations of racism for decades, remain loyal to a president who has, wittingly or unwittingly, boosted and buoyed the racists? Some have answered by withdrawing their support. The only black Republican in the Senate, Tim Scott of South Carolina, criticized Trump by telling Vice News that his moral authority is compromised. Some black conservatives, prominent and not so prominent, are weighing whether to leave the party altogether because they fear that under Trump's leadership, Republicans may be complicit in espousing racism. Even after the ouster of Stephen Bannon, who, as the president's chief strategist, was accused of pushing white nationalist views into the West Wing, they say that Trump has to reckon with his response to the violence and his history of taking controversial racial stances. If he wants absolution, they say, he needs to show contrition. Many black Republicans and their families have personally experienced racism and in some cases witnessed violence perpetrated by the Ku Klux Klan and other supremacist groups. And they fretted that he and his administration have made law and order a centerpiece of their response to Charlottesville. 
The tough-on-crime phrase, in my mind, is nothing more than a code phrase for imprisoning blacks and people of color, Cheadle said, before criticizing Trump for hiring only a handful of black people in the West Wing. Mr. Trump waxes eloquent about providing jobs as the panacea for the racial divide and curing the woes of the inner city. The president would do well to lead by example, he said. Next on the front page, Trump's feuding with McConnell becomes hostile. Reported by Alexander Burns and Jonathan Martin. The relationship between President Trump and Senator Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, has disintegrated to the point that they have not spoken to each other in weeks, and McConnell has privately expressed uncertainty that Trump will be able to salvage his administration after a series of summer crises. What was once an uneasy governing alliance has curdled into a feud of mutual resentment and sometimes outright hostility. Angry phone calls and private badmouthing have devolved into open conflict, with the president threatening to oppose Republican senators who cross him, and McConnell mobilizing to their defense. The rupture between Trump and McConnell comes at a highly perilous moment for Republicans, who face a number of urgent deadlines when they return to Washington next month. Congress must approve new spending measures and raise the statutory limit on government borrowing within weeks of reconvening, and Republicans are hoping to push through an elaborate rewrite of the federal tax code. There is scant room for legislative error on any front. Yet Trump and McConnell are locked in a political cold war. Neither man would comment for this article. Still, the back and forth has been dramatic. In a series of tweets this month, Trump criticized McConnell publicly, then berated him in a phone call that quickly devolved into a profane shouting match. During the call, which Trump initiated on August 9th from his New Jersey golf club,